0: Hello. Hello. How goes it, friend? It's going Just... good. Sun's out. Sun's out. Bun's out. <laughs> is it sunny in London? Um, It is quite grey today, but yesterday was really nice and warm and blue skies, but today is a bit, like, cloudy. I think it's a bit windy as well, but it's still bright, it's still bright oh. I guess.
1: Where's well, it's, like, trying to poke through looking making so excited for summer.
0: Yeah, I know. You know, yesterday was, like, an indication. It made me feel so, like happy and upbeat, I went to, like, one of the hospital sites that we have and I sat there and worked outside for, like, a couple of hours just because it was, like, nice and warm, so.
1: Oh, I'm hoping that next month when we go see Beyonce, it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, I can't believe that's coming so soon, that's crazy. But it's in Scotland, so Scotland's always cold and wet, that's so all I hear, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see anyway. We shall see, we shall see. We How's shall your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Busy, out, like, every day as per... Can't... <laughs> Can't But yeah, how about you?
1: Yeah, I had a good weekend too. Same, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> I, I'm just busy every weekend now. It's nice. That's what. I, it's nice. But it's like, when Monday comes, I'm just like dead to the world.
0: Yeah, I would like to like not do anything on the Sunday, I think. But when I don't go out, I feel like I'm missing out on something sometimes.
1: Yeah, you suffer, you suffer from that as well. I get like FOMO.
0: Yeah. The thing is, when my friends like go out and stuff, I don't care. But like, it's when I have no plans myself. Like, as yeah. just me, I don't care what I'm is doing. But if I'm not out, so doing something. I'm just like, oh, what am I doing?
1: Yeah, like, just sitting at home is just boring to me. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Anyway, let's get straight into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Rated Podcast. This is the podcast where we speak about things, music, and uh, pop- popular culture related. My name is Oli Vade.
0: And I'm Carl Cnm. and
1: And today, we're going to give you an episode on sampling. Um, basically, we're going to go through our thoughts and opinions on when artists sample other songs from the past <clears throat>
0: um,
1: and basically come to the conclusion or try and answer the question whether we think sampling a song for an artist is lazy or we think that it's a good thing. So um, do you want to kick us off?
0: Yes, of course. So, yeah, um, I think generally speaking, like, I think like, artists typically kind of scramble sometimes to find ways to like reinvent themselves. Um, I'd say more so to grab like a new audience or grab an audience's attention. And so I think one way of doing that is through sampling. Um, and you know I love a definition from somewhere, so i got a definition, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Wikipedia. Um, so sampling is basically when an element of a pre-existing song by another artist or producer or whoever is included in a new song. So what can be sampled um, or what is sampled can range. So it can either be like the rhythm of a pre-existing song, melody, a beat, the vocals or speech. So it's some talking. And um, the sampled part of the song is often, like, manipulated through editing, chopping, looping, to fit in with the new song, such composition. And that definition is basically from the Abbey Road Institute website. So thank you to that, for them, for that. Um, and yeah, I think, like, some fans and some consumers might actually think, like, sampling is lazy. And that's obviously led us to our current discussion at hand. Do you think sampling is lazy? So um, I guess open conversation, firstly, do you feel like... Just as before, we get into a bit more details and study, study, discuss specific artists and their samples. Do you feel like sampling is lazy, like the act of sampling?
1: Um, before I getting into that, I just wanted—I wanted to ask you: Do you know the difference? Because I don't between sampling and what's the word interpolation, interpolation.
0: Yes, so I think sampling is when you like. So you take. Um, good question. I think sometimes when you take like as, like as I mentioned in the definition, like something from the remedy, remedy, rhythm, melody, beat. Vocals, etc. I think interpolation is when you like mix in a specific part. How do I say this? Like, so, like for example, you know, SZA interpolated her own song in her song. Uh,
1: It's not not from. It's not throughout the whole song.
0: Yeah, I think it's like one particular part, if that makes sense. Whereas, yeah, sampling seems to be like something that's repeated or like mentioned maybe more than one time. I don't know, but like, I think interpolation is more so when you like mix. I don't know how to describe the difference. Let's let's find out because I didn't actually think
1: think because I'm thinking of um, Summer Walker's playing games.
0: Yeah. I like would say my name.
1: Yeah, the same name bit, but it's not obviously yeah. sampling the whole song, it's just sampling that little bit.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Um ah, uh, you know what it is? So sampling uses like this as we mentioned, the rhythm melody it's, it's a sound basically. Interpolation is basically not using any of the sounds from the pre-existing recording. Oh, so sure. that's what the difference is. So like I think someone walker singing, interpolating say my name by saying it like that. It doesn't include any of the the instrumental the melody, anything from the actual original song does that make sense?
1: yeah, that makes sense yeah. I, wonder, I wonder then if do you do you think you have to get permission for that
0: I think you still don't have to in I think if you interpolate you still have to I think because yeah, I think you still do actually I don't know. yeah, I feel like you do because when you hear say My name, you know that it's in reference to Destiny's Shadow, although it's not the same melody. That's a good question actually. <laughs> you know, I think you do. Yeah, you do. You know why I think so? Because I was thinking of one of the cases that we were going to discuss. Anyway, we'll just discuss it now. Is um, Cisco on that song, um, "Fong Song"? He yeah. mentioned "Living the vida loca," which is the Ricky Martin song. Um, and I, I think he sang it in the same way. He just kind of said "Living the vida loca." It was. What was it? The same tune or melody? Hmm. I don't know but now that's an example i think he got sued for that so i feel like if she didn't credit destiny's child in some sort of way she might have gotten sued um i'm not sure if it's on the credits or not for the song so that's a good question though
1: yeah i just wondered because obviously if it's just words and not the melody it might be easier for you to get away with it yeah but um like you said those those sort of songs like say my name and <clears throat> "Living the Vida obviously they're, they're very much associated with one person so mm-hmm. you can kind of automatically guess what it's coming from so yeah but going back to a question of whether I think sampling is lazy I actually don't I think that if you do it well I think it can make it could bring new life to an old song mm-hmm. and it can kind of make an old song current and it kind of shows for me I know people think that it's lazy because you know it doesn't seem like you really thought about it but I do think sometimes when artists sample songs you do kind of have to think about how you can change it to make it your own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do. Th- I do think a lot of work goes into it, where what pe- where people might not realize that that it, that it, that it does because they think you're just taking a song and just putting it into yours. Yeah. I think there's something that goes on in your brain that you have to kind of like think, oh, what, what what new lyrics can go with this beat or what beat? You know? Do you know what I mean? Like it. I think yeah. It works. So I don't think it's lazy in that sense, and I do think that a lot of people kind of shit on it a bit too much because I just don't understand why. Because you know, music has been around for how many years.
0: Mm.
1: Very much inevitable that one sort of melody or rhythm is going to be repeated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I do. That being said, I do think that sometimes when people like certain artists, when they do use samples, it can be very lazy. Because you know, when it's like they've taken the song and they haven't really changed it much.
0: Anything so, at all? Yeah, it just sounds like the same beat and everything. And
1: it's that kind of something I don't like. But I like when it's clever. You know, I'm, I like you know songs like "Nice for What" by Drake. Yeah. Where he's on X Factor by Lauren Hill,
0: yeah,
1: never because it's it's like a new song, but then it's just got like the her bit in the background. And I think the way he did it was very much, I don't know, it still still it just seems it still seemed like a fresh song.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. And sorry, back to your earlier point. Yes, so I think you can probably get sued for like interpolating a song. So I think most artists who um basically. Do interpolate songs, actually do ask for permission from the art, original artist, just in case, I think, just to safeguard themselves, because I think you can probably still wrap up in the lawsuit, because obviously when you say Say My Name, like, some Walker song, you automatically think of Destiny's Child, because of the way she's repeated it. So, like, she would have definitely had to, like, speak to the original songwriters, producers, or whatever. Her team would have had, would have had to do that, so that's let's, let's cleared that up. Um, I just think it's wise as well, because you don't want to get slapped with a lawsuit, which happens to a lot of artists who just think they can kind of, like, take or interpolate things with or just you know sample without even asking which is crazy but yeah i agree with you i think your point makes sense i think that like, it depends on how the sample is done i think like as you said if the beat is basically just like the same it kind of is a little bit redundant which isn't really good um and then moving into like some artists who sampled so like beyonce's renaissance album she interpolated sampled etc like a lot of different songs and ended up crediting a lot of different people but then that ended up garnering her, like, lots of backlash for having so many people credited on certain songs. But then I feel like, um, so some of the examples I think of, like, from that album, like, Alien Superstar, she what sampled I'm Too Sexy by Right Fred, Said Fred. I always get that tongue-tied. <laughs> um, and I think that was a very clever way of doing that, because obviously, like, everyone knows I'm Too Sexy. Like, she didn't, like, sing it she didn't like sing the you know the actual words but she changed she sang the melody of that and i think it was very clever like for the song so one thing about beyonce that i'm i'm understanding and i see as her artistry a lot of people come at her sideways for things but she is very creative in a sense that when she does sample it often you know it's not like too samey same with the original song it will always be something different or she'll take a certain part and make it her own which i think is something that a lot of people can learn from so.
1: That's the kind of sampling, like so. On Renaissance, she did obviously sample a lot of songs. She sampled Donna Summer's "I Feel Love." Yes. Um, but then, like you said, the way she's done it is just it's still fresh and new, and mm-hmm. but it's still it's still paying an ode to the original song. Mm-hmm. So appreciate. It. And then I feel like people coming for her for sampling a lot of music and having a lot of credits um, on her songs is like, it's like you could you can't win because sometimes so to, if she didn't credit them, she'd be like they'll be like oh why didn't you credit them? And now the fact that she credited them, she's like oh there's too many credits. So what do you want?
0: Exactly, because then if she didn't credit them, then people were saying that they'll come and start saying, Oh, that she stole their work and that she hasn't credited them and that's a problem. Then obviously she credits every single person that she reference their songs or you know, interpolated their lyrics or melodies or whatever, or used a bit of their beat or whatever was put in the song and then people still complain, which is really kind of crazy. And yes, so even like I don't really like some of renaissance the song like you mentioned, but I can appreciate the sample, like it's it's I think I listened to it a bit earlier and it was it kind of grew on me. I was like, Oh, why don't I listen to this song? So I was like, oh, maybe I need to go back to listen to all the songs of Renaissance. And just, you know, and I still don't like, what's that one called? All Up On Your Mind, or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah, that's my least fave as well. Yeah,
0: still, that hasn't changed. But I think I listened to some of Renaissance earlier and I was like, oh, you know what? It's actually a decent song. And also, um, Energy from Renaissance. So before it was removed from the digital version, she sampled um, Khalisa's Milkshake. But to this day, I couldn't even hear the sample on the song. Did not hear it. My friend said there was a la 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 like bit on before, but I just couldn't hear it. So like that's an example of like sampling the song. I mean it was probably a minor like addition or minor bit that they added, but I think that's an example of like sampling the song and not really um hearing the sample, which I don't think is a bad thing entirely, because I would have never known until Kelly started going at and Blinding and then Beyonce removed it anyway, so Is that but, yeah. <laughs> which was just like, m- m- which is not beneficial to Beyonce. I mean, to Khalees, because obviously she would have, well, she doesn't own the rights to th- that music, that song. So was getting the money for it, which is another thing. But anyway, moving on to another artist. Um, so we've got Lotto and Big Energy sampling. Well, it, Mar- let's say Mariah Carey's Fantasy, but the original sample of that song that Mariah sampled is the Tom Tom Club's Genius of Love. What did you think of Lotto's "Big Energy" as a sample? I
1: actually think that's a, a, uh, an occasion where it was done right, and also I, I I love the fact that she got Mariah on the remix as well.
0: Yeah, because
1: it's, it's like paying ode to where she got it from. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she, she never made a thing about it not being a sample. Like she she came out of the gate and was like, "Yeah, I like this song. I sampled." Mm-hmm. Then she got the person who sang it. Well, obviously the not the original person, but you know what I mean. The person. Yeah. Who, um. So, I liked that. And I do think, honestly, like when it first came out, I wasn't really a big fan of Big Energy, but it really grew on me. Maybe that's because of the millions and millions of radio plays it got.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just couldn't escape it. it. Yeah. You know, when I heard it, I remember thinking, like, oh, this is going to be a hit because the Fantasy song is just like such a huge song. The sample, um, I think Mariah Carey made the sample more known. So, I didn't know, obviously, the Tom Tom Club's Genius of Love before. Um, um, until maybe a couple of years ago, like looking into what Fantasy sampled, and when we'll look into the Mariah Carey episode. So, yeah, but I think Mariah obviously made the sample more famous. So, most people, maybe of this generation, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, will probably think of, oh, Fantasy by Mariah Carey when they first hear Big Energy. So, as you said, it was smart of her to include Mariah on the song. I kind of heard it and I thought it's going to be a big hit for her because I just thought the sample's so well known. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, I think that's a good example of a of a good sample, because also it's a rap song, so I think it brings a different kind of flair to it, because obviously the originals are like singing song kind of like things, although Mariah has got a rap remix with ODB, but yeah, it's more so of a sung, sung song, so having a rap over this beat is was very different, so I can actually rate Lottie for that, although she didn't really write the song, so I saw a man which is, you know, I find in about male songwriters, they are very talented because they write from, they can write from most perspectives. Like a lot of the good songwriters are like men, you know what I mean? Have you noticed that? Like The Dream, like, a lot of producers that write for women, like Rodney Duck, Child Jerkind. Um, The person that wrote this song was a man and he was going to give it to Cardi B, I saw on, on one of the blogs the other day, but a um, lot wanted a crossover hit, so he gave it to her. So I was like, hmm, you know what? It works for her. Can you imagine Cardi B on Big Energy, by the way?
1: No, I can't imagine that. on it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, not anymore. I, mean, <laughs> I think Lotto, like, yeah, Lotto definitely, like, sealed the deal on that. So I give her credit for that. Um, Another example of, like, well, artists that sampled one particular song. So they've got, there's a song called Stay With Me by a, an artist called Debarge. She's part of, like, the Debarge family. So, like, 80s group singers, then Biggie's One More Chance sampled that song. Then Ashanti's Foolish sampled, I guess, the, the original song, but most people will probably think of the Biggie song if they don't know the, the Barge song. And then as a the rapper, he sampled these songs on his song, w- Wakisha as well. So that's another example of, like, repeated samples. And I think the beat is pretty much the same in most of the songs, except for a couple of things being changed. But they all kind of stand out to me, especially, like, with Ashanti's Foolish and Biggie's One More Chance, Biggie's one more chance being a rap song, and Chancey's Foolish being a sing song, um, sing song, singing song. Um, let's move on to our girl Sweetie. How, oh, Ollie, Where do we start? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, I just want to go back a second because I, I think all like what you've just said just it kind of proves that a lot of people don't realize that most of the songs they grew up with were actually samples. Like,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Because you just mentioned that we obviously we didn't know that fantasy. I didn't know that was a. I thought that was a, a Mariah Carey song before mm. I knew that it was a sample. And then like most of the songs we grew up with, like they had samples in them. So I don't. So I feel like there's been a bit of a shift where back in the days it used to be a bit more acceptable to have a sample, I guess. Mm. Whereas now I feel, feel like when artists come out and they sample songs, then they they kind of get dragged for it, mm. where. If you think about the whole catalog, like when when if you think about all the songs that we know growing up, even like Rihanna's "Don't Stop the Music" sampled and Michael Jackson's "I'm um, the Same" and Maracusa. Yeah. Um. So then, but then I feel like at the time I don't remember that being such a big thing. Like people didn't really care. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Now when someone does it, it's like a whole thing. Of, oh, why did you sample? Blah blah. Can't you make your own music? Because so I don't understand when that shift happened. But I feel like it has it has happened where sampling's become a lot less acceptable something yeah
0: you know what it is as well i think like with time yeah, like obviously we were um i say we were older we're older now sorry so i think that we're more aware of samples now than when we were younger so when we were in like the 2000s and maybe like children in 90s early late 90s sorry the samples wouldn't have been that evident to us because we wouldn't have known the 80s songs whereas maybe like the adults before whoever that like, maybe 25 plus at that time might have you know known oh this is from this song this is I remember this song from when I was a child or whatever. so now I think it's because we are of a certain age and the songs that are being sampled now are like from 20 years ago which is falling into the 2000s so that's probably why it's like a bit more noticeable because obviously like for example that presents up the music I don't even remember what song that Michael Jackson I know he sings on one of his songs I can't remember what song it is so like that in itself is like back then I would have had no idea that is from a Michael Jackson song until obviously people were saying it and I didn't really care because I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Whereas now, you've got Sweetie pulling that in, um, sampling songs like Freaka Leak and I yeah. know that song because I remember that song growing up. So I'm like very much aware, oh, Icy Girl, I hear that and I'm like, oh yeah, my neck, my back, like automatically because I remember that. So I think that's what it comes kind of ties down to. Yeah, you're right. Because even the little girl
1: song Living It Up, and he, I think he sampled. It was, it was, I think it's a Stevie Wonder song.
0: Yes, do I do? Do I do?
1: But yeah. back then, I would never have guessed that because I didn't. Obviously, I didn't listen to Stevie Wonder so.
0: Exactly, that song came out like eleven years before you were born, and like how twelve years before I was born. So like we obviously know of it, but like we don't know. You know what I mean? There's so many Stevie Wonder um, songs that people have covered that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a Stevie Wonder song. I had no idea. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah it's just kind of crazy when you think about it but again because we weren't we weren't alive or we were we were young so we wouldn't know the samples in the 2000s which were like songs that were 10 20 plus years before we were born so yeah yeah. um so that was a good point to make thank you friend um so sweetie i think um she gets a lot of flack for her samples but i think her like some of her sample songs besides um best friend is not i don't think there's sample or anything to my knowledge, anyway, some of her sample songs are like her most popular, and those are songs that um, have done the most well for her. Besides Best Friend with Doja Cat, so yeah, what do you think about Sweetie's sampling, friend?
1: Um, so yeah, you're right. Most of her biggest songs are samples, and I think what people don't like about it is the fact that I think she relies too heavily on samples. Mm. Most of the songs she releases are gonna be you just gonna you just know it's gonna be a sample,
0: yeah.
1: Which you know, it's fine to have a couple of samples, I think. But I think when you base your whole discography on samples, then you're just a bit like, you know, what are you really bringing to the table? And <laughs> <laughs> but I think with Sarita, it's like a different thing as well, because I think as, samples aside, she's got a lot of flack for her actual ability to rap. Mm, and true. I think that kind of combines together with it. And that's what people don't really like, because it's kind of like, I'm not saying this, but I think what people think is, they, they're kind of just asking like where the talent is coming from. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, if you're doing a sample and you're not actually, like, rapping, you're not, you, what are you actually doing? So I think that's what... I think a lot of people now, I don't know why, but a lot of people now, when it comes to new artists, they kind of... I think people look look for a bit more, like, um, authenticity and a bit yeah. more... They like when people write their own stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: or so now than they did back in the days, I think. Because when... And there's a whole big thing about, like, comparing people to, like... People who write their own songs, like Adele, compared to like Beyonce, who might not write every single one of her songs, mm. and people probably would obviously, obviously everyone loves Beyonce, but then they'll probably hold Adele a bit more, a bit higher because because she writes all of her own songs. Mm. So I think with Sowetie, because we don't really know what she actually, I don't know. It's like what what, what she, I I feel like I'm being sounding so mean by saying this. No, it's okay. Like, like what is she actually bringing to the table? I think is what people don't know or they can't, like, fathom or figure out. But, yeah, what do you...
0: Yeah, you know what? I understand what you're saying 100%. I think that that's what it comes, ties down to. I think because she her, her rap ability is often questioned, it doesn't help that she also samples quite a lot because then people are just like, oh, you don't write your own raps yourself, and then you also just, like, you know, sample other people's songs. So it's just like, what kind of artist are you? you yeah. know I mean? And also thinking about, like, her, I'm just, like, wondering how, i know she's got a lot of brand investments and deals and stuff so she's lucky in a sense because i know she's been paid heavily through that but when you sample sometimes like sometimes the artists that you sample from don't give you a lot of the percentage of the publishing so like you might end up giving like 90 percent of your money to them because you want to use their sample which is not very lucrative so i'm just wondering that uh, i know how she makes her money is not through the music mostly because if i'm going to think about that's why you know even rihanna Like, I mean, this comes down to like songwriting and stuff as well. Like, and what you just mentioned about Adele and Beyonce. So, like, even Adele will get most of the publishing rights to her music and whatever because she writes it. So, that's that in itself. Beyonce, however, might not get as much because she hasn't written all of it. So, obviously, that all the splits and stuff come, but then you know, she makes most of her money from touring, whatever, whatever. Then, the lead into Rihanna, obviously, she was almost what bankrupt at one time. Yeah. And I'm there thinking, like, how the hell, someone like Rihanna, who had, like, at that point, God knows how many number ones, you know, sold how many, many records, but then it's like, she doesn't write her own music. So, you know, she will get a certain percentage because she's the um, artist on the song performing and singing, but then the writer will get this, the producer will get this, you know what I mean? So it's just like, how much is she left yeah. with, Which because... kind of made me realise, you know, that it's important to kind of get yourself credited on your own songs because then you can actually get a better percentage of your own money.
1: Because I believe, I think it was up until maybe like Loud or Talk to Talk. Before then, she never had any like writing credits on any songs. Mm. And it's like after a certain time, I think it was after the whole, um, I think it was like the whole, ba- after the whole bankruptcy thing anyway, you started to see her name on the credits on some songs.
0: Mm.
1: And I feel like something happened there. She was like, oh, I need to put my name
0: down. <laughs> yeah, like- honestly, like even if I'm um, so, people cast and say, I'll be able to change one word here, one word there. But I think that they don't songwriting is more than just like writing lyrics i think changing the melodies like rearranging words and choruses um harmonies that is all songwriting as well so it's not and it's not an easy feat like putting together a song is difficult writing a song in itself is one struggle then you've got to think about the harmonies the background vocals the layering what the bridge this and that you know what i mean all those little intricate details so when people are like saying oh beyonce didn't do this and she didn't do that and I'm just like, you know what, it's all part of songwriting when you think about it. Because I want these people that are complaining, go into the studio yourself and you go and put yeah. down, a, write down a whole song yourself and see if you don't get help from somebody. Because people will chip in words here and then you will take it because it's not easy. I, it's think it,
1: I think you're right about that. Like, people should give credit where, like, fair enough, yeah, you might, get an artist might get a song from someone that someone else has written. That's fair enough. You've got that. You've got the words. Yeah obviously so much other things that go into it so I like, did get that song and I and I guarantee that artists like Beyoncé Rihanna there's sitting in the studio like um with the producers like I want this there I want that there I want this there I want this Yeah they I
0: feel like, yeah they're like quite hands on to what yeah. they need like the song to sound cuz when you hear the demos for these songs yeah like it's different it, is it it's different like, you, like I'm thinking of like demos I've heard it written here and here and here heard <laughs> Esther Dean right for Rihanna, and I'm like, you know, I I hear the twang, but Rihanna takes it to another level when she's performing the song. It's different. With Beyonce, I remember the Irreplaceable demo was very just Neo singing. It was very, it was a bit dry, you know, it just wasn't, it was a little bit, it needed a bit of seasoning. When I heard, like, she rearranged everything and this was done, it's different. Even Sierra, one, two-step melody, um, original demo, Missy Elliott wrote most of it. Sierra kind of changed a lot of it around, and it sounds so much better and different that and like, she added that flair to it. So it's like, you can't discredit these people for not writing the song in total. But the parts they've changed, the way they've rearranged and made it their own, made the songs 10 times better.
1: Yeah, and that's why that they're called, uh, for me, like, that's why they're called artists and not just... yes. Because they're they're they know what they that what they know what works for them they know what they like they know how they want to portray themselves so like just them getting a song that's written for them is not enough because that's not if they just sing it how they got it it's gonna be boring as heck
0: so exactly the little flair they have added is always helpful um but yeah so sorry better sweetie. yeah so um, I like the song so tapping is a song she sampled from too short blow the whistle. I think that was a good song. I really like that song. I do listen to it a lot in the gym. I listen to the original as well. One thing I say about sample, a good sample, is if it's really good, sometimes to me, it will make me go back to the original and listen to that as well. Like, and that's where I like when I like a cover or like a sample, it makes me go back to the original song. So I can say that I like that about um tap in. Um my type, um, yeah, I didn't really listen to this as much, I think. Me neither. Yeah, it had its time. I liked it when I first came out and it was cool um and icy girl i like everyone i love the man at my back beat so that was what pulled me in but i don't think she really changed it And i remember kaya was cussing her saying she didn't even flip the beat at all it was the same exact beat and i was like they could have maybe changed a little bit of the beat but i don't know if you thought it was gonna blow up like that so you know it just kind of happened But
1: yeah i agree i so yeah the songs you just mentioned are one of all my favorite sweet songs as well um and obviously like, there were samples. The only one yes, like you said, the only one that she hasn't some well, or sampled on is best friend,
0: I believe. Yeah, to my knowledge, and I don't even know if that's a sample or not, because then I'll go and Google it now, then I'll be surprised that it samples one 1970s, <laughs> um folk song that I've never heard of. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a different thing. Um I don't really think my personal sweetie is um See, I enjoyed the sample era. I think that like, it works for her. So, like, I just wish that she were consistent with the kind of art she wanted to be at the time. Because I think she was, she had a thing. It was like her arm. Um, I'm a pretty girl. I sample songs and I rap. That was her like, aesthetic. So, I think we could have had pretty rich volume around the time she released all those songs. And that would have been fine. Pretty rich volume one. It's now 2023. Yeah. And we have no yeah, album. Yeah, but Because that's they cool. don't know what they're doing. Say so that again, sorry.
1: I'm just saying that whole like pretty girl time period. I think it's gone. Like, I don't think it's as big as it was. And I feel like if she released something called Pretty Bitch music now, it just be, it'd be like it'll be a bit like it's a bit it's a bit late noughties, you
0: know? <laughs> yeah, it would it would tank, I think, as well. So I think that like, it's smart for her to not to because I think we would have a similar situation with maybe the Chloe Bailey kind of album. It would have been like, you know, there's no big hit defensive hit at the moment, so it would have probably just not sold well if I'm gonna be to honest
1: crazy because yeah, there's no definitive definitive like big hit that's that's for sure but if you look at her discography so far like her she has had quite big like moments
0: yeah she has two things yeah so I mean and when I say that I mean like um in terms of releasing the album but although if she kept the songs that she released those years ago on the album it would like help with the sales anyway so would, the first week sales wouldn't be as abysmal because it would count those streams towards it but yeah um she has had good moments, like and a lot of her songs, whether they charted or not, like have um, been, you know, certified platinum, and gold, and here and there, and whatever. So, I think there was interest at one particular point in Sweetie, like in her music, whether or not she's a good rapper, quote unquote. You know what I mean? So,
1: I agree. I think I think she lost us after Fast Motion because that song was terrible.
0: Yeah, I think like from I think that's a good yeah good time because even Back to the Streets was you know top sixty. Like, Best friend was like, you know, good, and then she released that slow clap song with Gwen Stefani, and it was like no. Then fast motion, then icy chain, and then it kind of went a bit downhill. Then we got closer, which charting because it it reminds I think people of like Doja Cat and SZA S- to me anyway. So that was, but there was potential there, but then again, it just kind of went downhill after like with her, she released the Don't Say Nothing some song, and it just sounds very yeah mediocre. So yeah, but that's that on sweetie. Um, another kind of like last example of sampling. I don't think you're going to agree with me on this one, but um, I'm so sorry. Jack Harlow's um, First Class, I'm sorry, friend. Why I, <laughs> just, I just never saw it for this song. And I just find, you know what? In comparison, when I think of um, the sample, Glamorous, yeah, Fergie's run um, around 2006 and 2007, The Duchess, um, the rap from Ludacris, the video Everything about this song was just super iconic in my opinion, yeah. and the sample didn't know justice. And when I think about it, I think the the lyrics were lackluster. It felt lazy. It just felt like a song it was like a song that he put together because it was like, you know what? Everyone knows the original, so like this is gonna do well because you know. Yeah, and I just feel like that's like I, there was other songs on this album that I preferred. I always talk about like "Under the Grass," where I feel like he his lyric lyric lyricism, goodness, was better. I just find this song to be lazy, and I just never. I know you disagree though. So
1: <laughs> I just think like, I, I I just think because the song is is catchy, but then I'm just, I'm thinking after you just said that was it catchy just because of glamorous?
0: Because mm, if you took out the sample, my thing is like remove the part that everybody knows and the, song, the sample bit that everyone's familiar with, would the song still be able to stand on its own legs without...
1: Yeah, see, I'm, I'm thinking that, I'm just like, would yeah. it? And I do think that, yeah, he was very clever in what he's done. Because
0: mm.
1: he, he knew Glamorous is a, it's is like an iconic... Not just for Fergie, but an iconic hit, hit in general for the North. Period, time. yeah. So he's very clever... Because that was his debut album, so he's very clever about what he used, I think. And I think when people... Or oh, when rappers or male rappers anyway use like female like songs, it's kind of seen as like oh my god, why you...? Uh, like you would never expect him to know those kind of songs. Do you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I get you because yeah, it's like a female song, and yeah. especially like a singing song minus the rap anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. I mean, it, yeah, clever in a way, but like I just think he could have. I thought artistry zero artistry points I would say, but like ten points for like knowing a chart hit when you hear one. I guess.
1: Do you think? um a good, do you think Wild Thoughts was a good sample? Oh, yeah, I thought I song.
0: Um, you know, <laughs> I love you know, when we spoke about 2007, we've we're talking about another podcast the other and we're talking about years of music we liked. I just like enjoyed 2017, and you're like, why? I was like, well, because Wild Thoughts came out, you're like, is that the only reason? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like there's the evidence I was like that was it like for me like that was the song for, of the summer for me like that's what I remember my turn 23 I had such a great time on my barbecue I really enjoyed the year I remember this, the song came out I just I loved it it was just such a great sample in my opinion and I used to love when the DJs would mix Wild Thoughts with Maria Maria and that is those are two like Maria Maria already is a, an iconic song and then when you Wild Thoughts it up as well I'm like oh DJ knows what they're doing
1: like, oh. honestly, I think it just adds such an extra flavour to the song. And the song
0: mm-hmm.
1: was, but like, it's just, like, and the collaboration was just perfect. Like, Rihanna and Bryson Tyler, they worked really well together. Yeah. Like, I think the way they changed it, but, like, kind of kept it the same, like, it was just, uh, honestly, I think that's, like, chef's kiss. One of the best samples of the last
0: five years, I would say, uh, the last
1: decade, sorry, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think that um, it was clever, because I don't think it changed too much of the original. Like, yeah. it didn't different but i know they changed like some of the i think the, they changed the pitch a little bit and um yeah what the melodies the same and stuff so yeah but it was just a clever like you know way to like kind of do that and i res- rate dj collard because i guess he's the one that pulled them on board for the song so i appreciate that because that gave us a really good summer time hit and then a good like feature from bryson because i feel like i don't know let's it boys up his discography a little bit because it's oh, like yeah yeah just you know just but yeah honestly good mention um one thing i would say though is like so artists like tory Lanez, tory lanes samples a lot of music and he doesn't really get a lot of for it so is there a thing like is it is it misogyny because the, the women or sweetie in this case will get like a lot of backlash for sampling even if it's good but like tory lanes had a whole shy mix shy tape five and he literally works with all the artists he sampled songs from so like with Jagged Edge, T-Pain, Chris Brown, Ludacris, Maya, Ashanti. And, like, the album is, it's all right, but, like, it's just, like, two sample samples for me. Like, you know, like, with artists like v- Vedo or Vido, whatever his name is? Yeah. He like, just... just kind of sing covers and, you yeah. know, do um, sample songs. It's kind of just, like, where is your artistry? Because you just can't be a cover person all the time
1: yeah so i do think like uh, yeah i think i agree the women do actually get a bit more flack than the men because even drake he sampled a lot of times as well
0: he actually does sample quite a bit when you think about it.
1: and because obviously he's nice for what he sampled lauren Hill. You know, and i think there's a, there's a few other songs on his last few albums that he sampled as well and i did i've never seen any discourse about it or anything like people um up in arms about it but then when yeah like you said like people like sweetie or even like even beyonce when she released friend she got flack straight away Mm. But yeah, I think there's something in that. I think definitely, I think women are probably held to a different standard than men for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah,
0: that seems to be the case as well. Yeah, because I don't I don't really get what else would be the reason. But it just seems like it's a gender thing. So there's some sort of bias there between them. But, um, and yeah. Well,
1: sorry, cause going back to Sweetie, one second. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like male rappers who basically have shit songs, there's a few that like, can name, they don't get as much flag as Sweetie gets. And do you know like those like mumble rappers?
0: There's a lot of them as well. And some of their
1: songs honestly are trash. Like they're not even saying anything. Like the lyrics, are not, they're not saying anything.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't really like listen to like little, not little, not little baby. Sorry, I'm um, Kodak Black. I don't really think he's a good rapper. Like, me in me like, either opinion. But he's got quite a fan base, and I don't really. Neither.
1: But He doesn't get dragged for like not being able to rap, because in my opinion, I don't think he's the best rapper. Yeah,
0: know? people like even like people like Blueface, who are not the greatest they get cussed but like it's like people give them like a bly. i don't know why like but sweetie will just get dragged left right center but i don't know if that's because he's moved more into like a sort of reality tv kind of positioning and opposed to music because i only know bust down 40 not, and maybe one other song by him that's really I know. yeah so it's interesting so now kind of like have a discourse between like males and females and get treated differently for sampling um just like as a sort of not summary point but like to kind of move on a little bit um I was thinking about like le- the legalities associated with sampling. So like um when you kind of have to when you sample interpolate as we kind of discussed a bit earlier, you tend to have to pay either like an upfront fee or you give away some of the publishing. And some examples or some crazy examples of that are like um so you know Ariana Grande is Seven Rings. Yeah. She had to give away 90% of the royalties to the estate of um, two songwriters called Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein II, who wrote the original song Favourite Things. And again, it's a kind of another example of like how people don't end up not making money in the music industry because imagine this song was number one, It's like millions and millions and millions of like downloads and streams and whatever platinum, like God knows how many times. And you're giving away ninety percent of that because of the sample
1: to the people same...
0: who been dead for how many years?
1: Yeah, the same thing with um, Burner Boy.
0: Yes, Last
1: Last and Tony Braxton, he, he gave up there, it was like ninety percent as well.
0: Yeah, it was like, so he gave away, yeah, 60% of the royalties went to Tony Braxton, 30% exactly went to the label, and I think he got 10%. Oh, <laughs> ten... like...
1: And that was definitely the summer last year, so.
0: Yeah, and it's just kind of crazy to me, because it's like, how do you eat? But then I guess, like, again, touring and, like, investment deals and brand deals and, like, life, like bookings and stuff, but.
1: what do you think, so in that, in that circumstance where you have to basically only get 10%, do you think it's worth it to have a big hit?
0: Like, it's difficult because I think, yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's crazy because I, I I'm like torn because it's like, would I rather like have like ninety percent of my song rights, even if the song doesn't do that well, in opposed to ten percent of the song doing really well? And I just it, just it just depends how well it sells, I guess. So like, I'm thinking of like a song that's lesser known, but I've written myself, and it, I get and I get like hundred percent of the rights because I wrote it all myself. In opposed to a song that's done tremendously well worldwide, millions and millions and millions of records sold. You know, what I mean it just I don't know, it might end up equating to the same amount of money at the end of the day, maybe, if you see it like that. Because of the 10%. So if, for example, if like Ariana Grande has sold like a million on one song, but she didn't write it. Let's do some maths now, friend. Where's my calculator? <laughs> Guys, we're gonna do some calculations. So Ariana Grande has sold like a million downloads of this song. She only gets 10% though. Let's just forget about the producers and everything. So, a million divided by what? 10 is what is this mass please? 100,000.
1: <laughs> don't ask me about mass. I
0: don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> 100,000. So, she'll get 100,000 from that. Whereas, if I wrote the song myself, and I say I wrote and produced it myself and everything because I'm an amazing engineer person, cool, then I'm going to, and I sold a million downloads, I'm going to get that million myself. So, yeah. in, in that instance, it's sort of unrealistic in a sense because I think that when you divide up, you know, there's always producers and this person wrote and this person did this and I did that, so you won't always get 100%, but I don't know, to me, it makes more sense to kind of want to have more ownership of your own music, but I get the sampling thing because the song for Ariana and for other artists has been big, so when they can go and tour and perform it, people are going to be like, oh, you know, I love Last Last. I want to go see him perform this and these other album songs, and I love Seven Rings, I want to see her perform Break Up With Your Girlfriend and Seven Rings and... um, Thank you next because yeah, so I think it kind of works in their favor in a sense. Even if they don't get majority of the money, they will make money from the touring that you do unperforming the song.
1: So. Yeah, in that sense it is I guess it is worth it in that way you can kind of elevate yourself elevate because burn boy definitely elevated his name from that song yeah but then i'm just thinking like because it was such a huge huge song So he basically made tony braxton richer
0: (laughs) literally which is so crazy to me 60 percent is wild and these people they like don't budge because obviously if you're sampling their song they have the right to tell you how much they want you to take how much they deserve and if they they tell you no you gotta remove the sample and i think the Sample can sometimes make or break the song, depending on what song it is, obviously. So just that little bit of Tony Braxton's voice in the song is very, you know, it's like, oh, Tony Braxton, um, you know, he wasn't man enough for me. Yeah. Like, you can just tell what song it is. So, yeah. Also, sorry, random the other day, I was on Twitter or Instagram. I saw, like, um, was it Sting? Sting was on The Breakfast Club and he basically said that because Diddy didn't, and didn't ask for permission to use the um, sample of Every Breath You Take on I'll Be Missing You, Diddy has to pay him five thousand dollars a day.
1: Five a day,
0: <laughs> a day. <laughs> I said, uh. "Then Diddy corrected because I think the Breakfast Club said he said a number." Then Diddy was like, actually it's like more like five thousand a day. I was like, "Whoa!" Like they're still friends as well. I said, "What the hell? Do you know how much that is? Five thousand times three hundred sixty-five is 1 million 1.8 million. And we're we in a different tax bracket, but. <laughs> May I said, oh, I know he's got that money. He probably pays him up front every year. Just like here's, you know, your money. But like, I don't. In that instance, I don't know if it's worth it to be honest. But Diddy's like a million billionaire, so I guess it's probably chicken change. <laughs> even
1: so, like, you, even so, you have all that money. But do you really want to be given five thousand a pound a day? I don't. I mean, even if I was rich, that would still burn myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly speaking, like I think um, it would probably hurt me as well to be honest, because it's like no chicken. It's like not. I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking from the perspective of a person who's not rich, like you know. But he's a billionaire, so I guess it's like it might be like 100 pounds to him, maybe 100 dollars to him, or maybe like a thousand dollars to him. In opposed to like that being a lot of money to us. So hey, you got it. But this is why it's good to like make sure you have your legal proceedings sorted out with sampling because that is crazy. I think a lot of artists are realizing that
1: now, and they're trying to. They're definitely like being a bit more careful than they were back then, or back in the days I'd say, because. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, lawsuits and stuff. So I think my... If I was to ever go into the industry, I definitely would make sure that I'm safe and careful. And I wouldn't... I definitely don't think I would just be taking people's songs. Because, you know, I would imagine coming out as a new artist, you t- you taking a sample without asking permission, um, and then you get, like, a lawsuit. That's basically your career over. Your money-
0: Literally. It's actually big. <laughs> yeah. Think so, about it. The song blows as well. You haven't gone through the proper licensing. And then the artist is just like, Yoink. Give me my money. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, come on. So, you've really got to make sure you do everything by the books. Because basically, you're not paying for a sample or interpolation and have you paying for the rest of your life. Even if like it's
1: more scary for, let's say, like independent artists. Because obviously, you know, if you're part of a label, they can kind of do all the legal stuff for you. Mm. you really have to worry about it too tough. But if when you go independent, you kind of have to do everything yourself.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So, that's why like, it would probably be a better idea for independent artists to not even bother like sampling new songs, I mean not yeah. new songs, sampling songs if they can avoid it because it's just a whole faff I'm sure to get this cleared and that cleared or whatever Yeah On your own basis anyway Yeah.
1: As a last sort of point, do you think that for let's talk about new artists uh, specifically, do you think sampling a song could kind of elevate them a little bit
0: Yeah, I um, think like as a because um, I think samples um are good in the sense that if the song is familiar, the beat's familiar, then it can it gives you sort of a sense of, familiar, of familiarity. So um, I think that's going to be handy. So if you're new, for example, if, if Big Energy was like his first song, like it would have been like a big, like, oh, wow, like, you know, that song by Mariah Carey, oh, she sampled it, oh, wow. Like it can, you know, draw in a new audience. People are familiar with, the, with samples a lot of the time. And they're like, oh, like, you know, the basis of a good sample is that you can, you know, hear like, oh, this is this old song that they've reworked and made it their own. So I think it can be beneficial for new artists. What do you think? Yeah, I think
1: exact, exactly what you said, I think, because if you hear a song by a new artist, you might not know that person, but you know, then you recognise the sample that they use. So you're like, oh, I like that, that's catchy. And then obviously it kind of makes you want to listen to the song a bit more. And then you, you listen to that song, then you go and listen to their discography. So yeah, I think it can definitely make a name for yourself I just think that like Sariti for example if you use it too much then people will be a bit like okay what are you doing now you need to hear something new and fresh basically yeah I think
0: like she was on the right track with like the <clears throat> like the Icy Girl stuff and then maybe like you know one, one more sample song like down the line which I think she did do well she did a couple more but yeah like you know one more sample song would have been like okay cool then obviously your own definitive like individual sound and then, you know what I mean? Like, just to, you know, because it's, it's cool to capture it because I think the freestyle she did was, the icy girl thing was a freestyle and it just blew up. So it wasn't like a, you know, like a planned, you know, this is whatever, whatever. It just happened to be something that she was, I remember recording on, maybe in her car or something and it blew up f- for her. So they re- quickly recorded the video and whatever, whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah. But um kind of leads to, I guess to the end of the discussion, like, so as a summary point, do you think, Sampling is lazy to answer the question. Is sampling lazy?
1: Um, I don't think it's lazy if you do it right and Mm -hmm. little and often. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think if you base your whole discography on sampling, I think then then that can come across as lazy because it's like doing much. But if you, you know someone like Beyonce you can just you can tell that it's like the whole process of the, her sampling is it was creative you know it wasn't just like a a thought it was just like a whole it was, she thought about it basically and she put it all together and it made it like a, a whole nother thing and I think that's where it's even like Drake with Nice For What like you can just tell it's like a well-crafted song and it's a well-crafted mm. what the samples use right I think in those cases I don't think it's lazy at all but I do think in cases like Sweetie sometimes it can come across a bit lazy because you know, you're doing it every single time. We just need to hear a bit, something a bit more fresh. But yeah, I, do, I don't... A lot of people disagree with sampling, but I'm not one of those people. I think sampling is good, and I think it's good to pay respects and odes to, like, songs of the past. And, you know, because otherwise, otherwise if you think about it, if, if you don't sample songs, if artists don't sample songs, some of these songs that were from the 80s, 90s, or whatever, they probably would just be forgotten.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a good way to, like, reinvent and remind people of the originals as well. Yeah, that I mean,
1: would- it's a good way to pay homage to the artists because obviously when they sample songs like we just spoke about they get the royalties and stuff so it's a good way to like keep them relevant as well
0: yeah they're getting money still
1: if you look at some of these artists where the songs are sampled some of them are not really making music anymore so like you know it's nice to it's nice for them to have something to fall back on i guess
0: yeah that's true that's a really good point but um yeah
1: what do you think do you think it's lazy
0: yeah, so I don't think it has to be like if it's done correctly, then I think it can work. And like you mentioned, Beyonce is a good example to use. I think like her approach should be studied in universities, definitely, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she makes the samples her own, and I think that that's like a good part of like like you mentioned, like being an artist and artistry. And if your artistry shines through, then you you're able to make a um sample and you're able to make a sample own, then it works but if like the lyrics and everything else seems kind of lazy or whatever or just seems like it's too similar to the original um whatever you sampled then i think it's going to come across lazy so yeah i think it doesn't have to be but it just depends on how you do it basically
1: just one last thing Speaking of Beyonce, i've got i've had this list uh, about songs that were sampled and did you know that Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do also sampled I'm Too Sexy
0: by Right Said. Look What You Made Me Do. I just realized. You made me. Yeah, I, I hear that on. Sorry, my nieces watch Sing Too All the Time, and that song is always playing on that film. So, I've, yeah, I think I knew that if you think about them, I'm Too Sexy for. Yeah, look. Yeah, it look makes. What you made me, yeah, it's got a similar like, melody. Yeah. I'm too classy for this world. Oh, I can't wait to see Beyonce. Beyond, beyond, beyond.
1: Before we go, um I wanted to... There's a there's a few new songs out.
0: Oh, we got new songs at the end of the episode. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. You
1: know, it's going to be re- irrelevant next week. We're <laughs> 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 switching it up at the Rated Podcast.
0: Yes, we are.
1: Um, so, first of all, we have the remix to Kill Bill. Yes. By, uh, and it's uh, got a verse by Doja Cat. Uh, what do you think about it?
0: So, um, I like Doja Cut's edition. We were waiting for the remix for a long time. Um, she's telling a story. It's giving me Kendrick Lamar. I would say though that I can imagine, like I I don't know, like I think she sounds good on the song, but I couldn't actually imagine her on another song on the album, if I'm honest. Maybe a, more, maybe a more so rappy song, but I think it did work for what I'm from what I heard. So yes, I do like it. I'm gonna give that song a rating because we're the rated podcast. I'm gonna give it a 6.5 out of ten
1: think yeah i liked the verse i liked that the actual verse itself is very strong because it's yes yeah. um one thing i would say though i do like it but I just I, one thing i would say is that because we're so used to people like beyonce changing a remix like fully yes i feel like this is the this is an occasion where they just added a verse and that's it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i wish that they kind of change, i wish there was always a bit more throughout the song rather than just the beginning mm-hmm. but i do like it and i do think that this is a good um Segue into her because she said she's going to do a rap album now. Mm. it segues for her to go into that rap lane, like full rap lane. So excited to hear what that was. That's going to sound like because I think this verse actually proved that she could actually rap. So
0: yeah, I thought she would, could rap. I just think in terms of bars, like I not never thought. I didn't. I never looked at her for like that kind of like you know I'm going to put this bars my caption or whatever yeah. like, people do, which is fine. Like everyone likes people for different reasons. You know what I mean. So it doesn't take away from the music quality at all. Yeah. Yes. I'm not gonna lie though, I do, I do like. Uh,
1: pop rap, Durga cats So I'm I'm yeah. interested to see what rap Dirge is going to be like. But yeah, mm-hmm. wait to see about that. I think I'll give the song about a six and a half as well. Okay. Fair. Um, I still love this. I still love Kill Boy. That's that's such a good song. But yeah, I think that maybe she could have been on another song, like you said. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense because obviously Kill Bill was like the, the biggest selling song of that album. So.
0: And they wanted to go to number one. Exactly. So it makes sense. I
1: get it. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have the remix. A lot of remixes. We've got the remix to "The Girls" by Sierra featuring, mm-hmm. can't remember their names now.
0: Lola Brook and Lady London. Yeah,
1: I actually liked this remix. Oh, of... yeah, I did. Did I don't know? Is it just me, or did the beat change a little bit? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. For me, Maybe... yeah. it sounded a bit different. Yeah. I don't know why I don't know what it is. I don't even think the beat changed but for me it just sounded like a whole different song mm. um I like I, I like the remix I'm still not a huge fan of the song itself to be fair I don't mm. and really, it's not really for me but I do think that the remix is good and it's good that she it's another female collaboration which I like um but I think I'll and I think I'll just give the song like a six or maybe like a 6 <laughs> Oh. The remix because I know you liked the original, so
0: yeah, I like the remix. I think I like the remix more. I heard the remix like um when she sorry she posted a snippet of them um like like Lady London and like Lola Brook like rapping their remix bits on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. So I knew they were going to be on a remix, and I just thought Lady London's part was so like um it was such a nice affirmation. Like, I really liked when she was, I am humongous, I am resolveful, I am better than ever could be. Like, I am the substance of everything hopeful, I am the proof of what's never been seen. Like, I'm so beautiful, I am responsible, I am enough, and my soul's complete. As I said, that is such a powerful thing to say to yourself, like in the okay. mirror. And I really love that part. So, I thought that was such a nice, like, that's my favorite part of the song, like, just the affirmation, the positivity. And I think that that's what I want from Ciara, which is what she's given. She's given you, like, this is music that is, like, relevant to her life. Start. I think it's positive, like better things, positive. This song, the raps, positive. So I, I'm here for the you know affirmations and the positivity. So I'm gonna give the remix a bit of a higher rate and I think I gave the other one like a six or something point five. So I'll give this like a seven point five for the additional affirmations from Lady London.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um I need to go delve into the lyrics a bit more because that actually sounds good. I didn't really pick up the lyrics when I listened to it. I was just listening to it in person But yeah. Um the last song we have that's another one that you have, <laughs> of... Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. Ice Spice, that's it. I was I've, I've never really listened to Ice Spice that much before. Cause I know she's a big thing at the moment, where people like she's blowing up and people like really stand her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so this is kind of the first time I've actually properly listened to one of her songs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with Nicki Minaj, I actually like Nicki Minaj's verse. Um, oh. Yeah, for, like, I think it's a, it's a strong verse. I don't know, though, if I'm particularly swayed towards Ice Spice yet. I think I need to hear a bit more. Um, yeah. like, um, I don't know if that's because I'm just kind of off female rap a little bit at the moment. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she hasn't, it hasn't really grabbed me, like how everyone's saying. I don't know, everyone's like bigging her up and I'm just like, mm, okay, she's, she's she's nice, she's good. But I just don't know. I think I need to hear a bit more. Have you listened to her much apart from this song?
0: Yeah, so like um, when I heard Munch, I listened, and I think Munch was a bit messy. So like, I didn't really like. It was catchy though, but I just thought like it was all over the place because it's like a drill song, and she was just rapping all over the the beat, and it wasn't. It was. I don't know. It felt like the beat was escaping her a little bit. So that's what I felt about that song. Then um, she has an EP called Like Dot 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 Question Mark, and that's got like Munch on it. It's got um has song called Bikini Bottom on it. It's got um. Princess Diana on it, which I think was a stand-up song, so I like that they remixed it. It's got a song called um, In Her Mood and a couple other songs. So, yeah, it's actually a decent EP, to be fair. And I think what people like resonate with, I think what I like about Ice Bass is that she seems unproblematic. So there's no tweets of her, like, tweeting negatively about anything on social media. It's actually almost seen she was going to be famous. Like, all her tweets were positive. Like, it's kind of crazy. When you look back, like, five, six years, it's that like she was saying so many positive things about people and how she loves black women and this and that. So I was like, Girls Genius is going to be famous or something, but... Um, then she doesn't, yeah, like beef with anybody. She's just kind of like just happy to be doing music. It seems. Um, so I think like she's quite likable, and she's quite um, desirable in terms of like her body type, shape. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and I like I think people thought like like her afro. So she usually has a, like a, her ginger afro, which is her natural hair, hair like kind of color thing. Um, and I think people resonate with that natural look a lot. So they like the fact that she like keeps her hair like natural a lot of the time. And she doesn't really wear weaves. I think she straightens her hair often and then just like has it go back to the afro. So yeah, a lot of people resonate with different elements of Ice Um not maybe more so because of her personality and like ability and opposed to her ability to rap. But she's a nice person, it seems, and I do think she's a decent rapper. I think she can even get better working with people like Nikki. So yeah. Yeah. And I like the song. I like Nikki's bit. Nikki, you know, I love Nikki. <laughs> this is like better than Red Ruby the Sleeves, which was all over the place to me.
1: So yeah. It's just not
0: good <laughs> yeah I don't listen to that but this I've listened to quite a few times and I love the fact Nikki like kind of repeated Ice Spice's bit of the song like like give it a stat like in the same flow so yeah. yeah this is getting a strong 9 out of 10 to me 9? wow I love me some Nikki remixes it reminds me of when she did Whole Lot of Money last year with BR. So yeah.
1: yeah I think because I'm not really sure about the song I'm going to give it a 5.5 oh. but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> excuse me I thought we were on the right track here. You're coming to give it one one half-hearted score.
1: Yeah, One half. How dare you? I'm just because so, I'm not sure about Ice Spice. Ice Spice as an artist, and also I feel like I'm a bit bored of Nicki Minaj now, mm. if I'm completely honest. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: not bored of Nicki Minaj.
1: I just think she sounds so samey. It just sounds so samey to me. At the I moment. think
0: it's difficult because I think like only now after like 15 plus years, this, I'm just starting to hear similar flows. And stuff, but yeah, I think like it's bound to happen. I think after a while, like there's only so much like creativity you can have, especially as a rapper. So yeah, but I think she's done a good job of reinventing herself each and every time
1: that she's. Yeah, gone. that's true. Also, I feel like she's a bit confused about what kind of artist she wants to be at the moment, because mm. you know she's doing like these pop poppits and then she's going to these hard raps. And it's like, I know you shouldn't have to like choose one, but it just it just seems like everything's a bit all over the place at the moment. And it's like we don't even know where the what's happening like with the direction of the album. Like it just everything just seems a bit random at the moment. I think she I guess I guess putting myself into her shoes, I guess she's just enjoying putting out music. Or just
0: yeah.
1: different things, which is understandable. But you know. The last time yeah. was 2018. Yes. So yeah, I think an album is due. I'm just hoping that the album is not messy and I think it has I wanted to have a clear direction. That's what I loved about the pink print, because it was such a clear direction. Mm. Um, And that's one of my favourite Nicki Minaj albums. So I kind of wanted her to go back to that kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, I think it's got me confusing because of those different kind of songs she's released because she's had, like, Do We Have A Problem? Yeah. And then it was, like, Super Freaky Girl. So it was, like, rap, rap, like, drill, rap, drill, rap, pop, rap. And then, like, rap again, rap, Red Ruby. Then, like, rap, hard rap again with Princess Diana Remix. So it's like, yeah, I get what you mean. It's kind of jumping a little bit, but... I trust in Nikki's ability to port it ever a con- cohesive album. As you said, the Pink Print was a good example of that. So You
1: know what I need to I'm gonna go and listen to Princess Diana the original and then I'll compare it to the <laughs> like, me, it? That might make me like like I need to listen to Ice Spice a bit more, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah I'm, you like, really, the light, huh? like the Boys Are Light You like the Boys a Lyle? I haven't
1: listened to it. Oh, you haven't?
0: Yeah you haven't no. song. The Pink Panther song, no?
1: The Boys of yeah, yeah, I haven't really no. honestly, really kept up with any female rap.
0: Oh, wow, well, you're really
1: not part of the, no. the F no. rap gang. I used to love it. I used to love it, but I don't know why I've it gone off it. I think mm. it sounds really bad, but it's like Megan, Megan Thee Stallion kind of put me off it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a strong statement.
1: <laughs> I loved her so much and then, like, the whole recent stuff, I was just like, Ugh, I don't really like it. And then, like, everything kind of just all the other female rappers kind of just sound the same to me. They kind of releasing the kind of same kind of type of music.
0: I yeah, think. I get you.
1: So it's kind of confusing about like who's who. Like they all kind of blend into one for me. But yeah. Oh
0: fair, fair enough. Fair but assessment.
1: Anyway, wow, went round the houses on that one. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, we're going to add songs to the playlist, the rated playlist that's on Spotify. Uh, we add a new school song and an old school song every week. And this week, I'm going to add the old school song. Carl's going to add the new one. Um, and I'm going to add a uh, Whitney Houston song. It's not right, but it's okay. Um, okay. I just forgot how much I love that song. And I just love the lyrics. I just, and, and, yeah, the iconic Bob that she has in the video.
0: I <laughs> kind <laughs> I don't oh, I'm screaming.
1: Um, Yeah, so you're going to add the new one
0: yes i'm going to add um um what song? Right, i right i'm gonna add um sorry princess diana yes the remix so i spice um and Nicki minaj princess diana remix sorry i'm getting confused <laughs> but what am i do yeah because i really just like this song. And it's really catchy and i really enjoy it so yes i love that
1: Cool, cool, cool. So guys, if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on uh Instagram at The Rated Podcast. Uh also if you want to drop us an email, we're at the podcast1 at gmail.com. Um and you can find me at Oliva.
0: And I'm at Carl CNN.
1: And ke- please keep supporting and leaving us ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And uh, yes, we, we do. week.
0: Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.